0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, one by one. We will be spoiler-free of details from future episodes, but full-on spoilers for previous episodes we've discussed. I'm Jason, and I'm smart enough to recognize what a pyramid scheme is. Yes, and I'm Harrison, and I, too, thought she was a great big lesbo. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that anymore. I can. You're not a lesbian. Oh, but I am, my friend. I peel off my my mask. I've secretly been Jodie Foster this whole time. Lesbians don't wear masks. <laughs> okay. What episode are we watching, Jason? We are watching Angels Season 2, Episode 17, disharmony and dat harmony (laughs) i'm sorry that wasn't bad um terrible this is the one where um we have had some depressing ass episodes of buffy and angel so who's gonna come along to brighten our mood good old harmony kendall comes to la yes disharmony um was not written by Jane Espenson, like I spent the entire last week thinking. I literally was just like, oh, it's a Jane Espenson episode. She doesn't write for Angel a lot, but she wrote this one, and then I was writing out this intro, and I was like, ah, this episode was written by David Fury. I mean... Uh, channeling his best Jane Espenson. I, I, I have to say, that, um, that mistaken lesbian thing, that was clearly written by a straight person. <laughs> um... It, it, a very, very funny straight person, but oh my god, was that written by a straight oh, person? Oh, it's absolutely written by a straight person, <laughs> and it's it's cringy as hell, but it is really funny. It is funny. <laughs> like, uh, this episode was uh, directed by Fred Keller, and it originally aired on April 17th, 2001. And play that funky music, white boy. Mm. All right, Jason, would you like to tell the people what we're drinking? We're having some uh, very much as, uh, very mu- very similar to uh, when Cordy and Harmony were shooting the shit. We are drinking wine. Yeah. red wine, it's to be on precise. Theme. It's on theme. Yeah. We are not in bathrobes with uh, towels wrapped around our hair. But. We, we could we be. We could be. There was... Well, I don't even know why I said that. We could have said that we were and the audience would have known. <laughs> this, is a, this is an audio format. <laughs> Actually, there was like a moment where I was like, I put some laundry in while we were watching the episode um, and I was like, I was like, oh, w- the, the shorts that I'm currently wearing, I was like, oh, I wish I could throw these in there right now but I don't have like any other shorts to like put on in their stead. And I was like, I guess I could just put them in and like wear a robe for the rest of the night. And I was like, "No, that's really weird." <laughs> if I were just naked under my robe, recording. I don't know. We've been friends for a long time. We we, we should we, we should try that we, sometime. Like we should just <laughs> have, we should just have like casual <laughs> casual podcast. Time. It's casual day on the podcast. We're usually very formal. Uh, usually, yes, yeah, as we sit with our three piece suits, <laughs> we yeah. Um... All right, take us away in a toast. That's All right, day, so. um, well, y'all, this has not been a good week. Yes, don't let our um, levity con- uh. Yeah, yeah, the and when I say this, I'm referring to uh, the previous full week. In other words, where the Supreme Court made two awful, awful decisions. Um, first. Hey, everybody can carry guns, no matter what. And the uh, second, of course, being the uh, the cancellation of Roe v. Wade and uh, leaving abortion up to the states. So now, several states, including our own, yep. um, no longer provide access to abortion because um, people are fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, religious religious zealots have the have control of the Supreme Court. And it's not great. I have no idea how the week that this episode airs will be. I can't right. imagine it being too much better. Yeah. Um, but so uh, we're recording also, this on the Sunday after this happens. Yeah. So just a couple. We're just a couple days out. And also, I mean, you know, asshole Clarence Thomas posted his um, his uh, opinion or whatever, and basically talked about how what they're gonna go after next yep and noticeably leaving loving out of there yeah he can stay married to his white wife Mm -hmm. so here's to everybody that's fighting these fuckers Mm -hmm. um i went to uh i went to a rally uh the day that the decision was handed down a rally that was downtown and heard some just amazing people talk about hey it's time to be pissed off and here's what we can do with that anger And I know, like, several of the good Congress people out there, like AOC, are saying, like, hey, this is what we need to start doing. Yeah. And so here's to everybody fighting like hell for people who can't fight. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to all of them. Uh, No cheers to uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's sent me, like, four give-me-money texts this week. I'll give you money when you do your fucking job. And uh, there's a way that we can do like the opposite of a toast to those six justices on the Supreme Court. Um, like a poison toast. <laughs> just well, then we'd be the ones who die. So uh, I hope yeah. that I hope <laughs> that their next uh, bit of alcohol is weak as shit, which will really piss off Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, I hope their wine is corked and their beer is flat. Yeah, and I and I love that people are posting their addresses. Um, so now people can protest outside their homes because yeah. fuck all those people. Yes, and we drink heavily, but we're gonna try to keep things light this yeah. week. Uh, yeah, yeah. We it's... we have worked through some difficult episodes of booze and Buffy. Yeah, and, um, and and difficult and, episodes of life. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what, guys? Let's let's take a minute and just enjoy some time with Harmony. Yeah. Before we get there, though. Um. We've got the uh, we've got the the team has moved back into the Hyperion, Yay! and uh, Wesley seems to have taken on the uh, kind of managerial role, mm-hmm. including the HR role, and uh, very much trying to uh, tell Angel like, hey, this is what we're kind of expecting of you going forward, and uh, Wesley has also um, taken the office. Uh, that angel used to use and uh but angel's fine with that and they set up a little workspace for him right outside the door and uh something very weird about the idea of angel sitting at like not him sitting at a desk we've obviously seen that plenty of times but at like i don't know like a reception desk you know what i mean (laughs) like not in his own office he's Yes, um, and uh speaking of uh reception and secretarial stuff and everything like that, um they do ask uh, angel to get some coffee for the team and uh, Las asked to answer some phones so um but he, he does it because he's yeah. like he's not he's not putting up resistance because yeah. he really does want to get back into the good graces of his old teammates. Yeah. With Um, one member in particular. Yes. Obviously, uh, Cordelia, um, she's not having it. Um, She, like, Angel's trying to make his, as Cordelia calls Mm -hmm. it, his pathetic attempts at small talk, including Mm -hmm. lots of stammering. Uh, But she she basically says, like, hey, we're not friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get that. That hurts. Mm -hmm. That really hurts. I mean, I uh angel does say like uh atonement's a bitch mm-hmm. and in this episode and uh there have been there's been at least one very notable time when i did wrong by a group of people and tried to atone for it and it probably looked a lot like the, like angel does <laughs> in this episode um so i can totally get that yeah what's that i i I don't remember where this term comes from. It's some television show, and hopefully the second I say it, you'll be like, yes, that is... um, uh, It's Parks and Rec. It's Parks and Rec. Okay. Uh, Cordelia firmly considers Angel a workplace proximity associate. Well, oh, that sounds like a Ron that's Swanson. That's Ron Swanson. <laughs> we still don't talk sometimes. <laughs> Best friend I ever had. <laughs> um, and I get it. I get it from Cordy's perspective. She'll work with him. She's going to be civil. But at this point, that's all they are, mm-hmm. right, is co-workers. Um, and I, I love one of the, the kind of recurring themes that starts here with this conversation with Angel. Um, and it filters through several conversations she has with Harmony throughout the episode um, the passion that Cordy is showing for the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I love that. Uh, Cordelia does get a vision and uh, it looks uh, like uh, some people are being uh, pulled out of their cars and attacked, which is exactly what's happening. Give me uh, Zodiac vibes. A little bit, yeah. Uh, But um, she recalls people in blue cloaks Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah and and angel just tries to like you know trying to be sympathetic says like hey you know take the rest of the night off um get chinese food and uh so they go off to uh go save those people um and uh then uh, as cordelia is walking around the hotel after they leave who does she come across Harmony. harmony harmony looking amazing in a black top and red leather pants yeah gosh man when 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 members of the buffy and angel cast wear leather pants right <sighs> also part of me is just like aren't those buffy's red leather pants <laughs> <laughs> like, i i legitimately was like i wonder if they just like grabbed something from the buffy rack that her <laughs> i mean i feel like mercedes McNabb and, and sarah michelle geller are similar in size i don't know i feel like mercedes McNabb is much taller than sarah michelle geller at least she gives me that impression mm. if not she she thinks tall she thinks <laughs> tall. that is maybe she rocks heels much more than uh than Sarah does. I think tall just for some reason just feels really right for Harmony because <laughs> it kind of implies that she's reaching beyond her capabilities and uh yeah. Well, um, I love um I love the like the when when Cordy and Harmony are first talking, she mentions how she left a uh, she left a relationship in which the guy um couldn't live another moment without her and i'm like you know That's harmony very not what happened sweetheart you know what harmony there are so <laughs> many traits about yours and spike's relationship that you could have cited as oh i was in a bad relationship with a guy who treated me like shit yeah i was in a bad relationship with a guy who was clearly in love with another woman it's in a bad relationship with you know just a an asshole. Yeah. But no, she decided to make up the reason where Spike just was too clingy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Harmony, yeah. you could have quoted friend and guest of the pod, Grace Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a toxic, toxic man! man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just. Love I love so how much. I love how that is like managed to stay relevant for. So many episodes. So, well, it's just it's just so simple, <laughs> so straight to the point, and so accurate. Correct. <laughs> like, um, and I just also I just cannot get Grace's tone when she said it too. I don't, <laughs> yeah, it, she yeah, it was uh props Grace. Um, I might go back and listen to that episode. And I swear. Okay, so I a couple days ago, I don't know what prompted me to do it. But I went and listened to our episode on the body. I do not listen to our episodes once they've been published. Like when I edit, that is the last time I listen to them. It stresses me out listening to quick, things. Quick inter- inter- quick interruption. Myself. Quick interruption right after he posted. I typically listen to about like 15 or 20 minutes of it at work just to be sure that <laughs> what he uploaded isn't just my half of the conversation. <laughs> Where I'm, uh, where I sound like I'm going insane, having a conversation with myself. <laughs> you know, make sure there's all the audios there. Yeah, because that's what I do. I do quality control. Dude, when you texted me the other day to call you, literally, I was like, "Oh fuck, did I fuck up the uh, the upload?" <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I just don't. I don't like listening. I get very self critical. I'm like, "Oh god, I didn't say that exactly the way I wanted to, or whatever." Um, in a way that I'm less. When I'm doing the edit, I'm not as much like that. And I think maybe I'm just I'm really focused on like the editing of it, uh-huh. so I'm not thinking about it. I mean, obviously, I'm just like, ooh, there's a weird pause there. Or like there's like four ums in a row that can come out just a smooth bit, yeah. But I listened to our episode on the body, and I was like, this was really good. I was really happy with it. Maybe yeah, I should listen to that on my next, uh, my next walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I came out of it very pleased. So I might go back and listen to Triangle, since that has... It felt... You were, like... It it, it, it felt like a good episode. Mm-hmm. We got a very nice compliment from someone on Instagram, oh. uh, on the post, uh, the, the promo post for it. So cool. that was very lovely. So anyway, weird tangent, but... Uh, no, I respect it. Uh, now, Harmony does uh harmony doesn't really want uh cordelia to know about a certain thing that happened in her life uh so she just says like oh i'm not the same harmony that i was in sunnydale High," <laughs> um failing to mention that she is of course a vampire yeah. um probably the best like back and forth of this is when uh is when Cordy, like, says, oh, you should stay with me. She's like, oh, like, I couldn't unless you... And she, I couldn't. And she's like, oh, do I have to ask you? (laughs) Kind of, yeah. You do. You really (laughs) do. Oh, my gosh. The obliviousness that Cordy has to the the vampire in the room is very funny. Well, you know, we got blinders. Yeah. You always got blinders from... by people that, uh you know, you know from the past. I do agree with her, though. Obviously, she was talking about something else uh, when she called Willow, but I agree with her that I think a simple heads-up would have been appropriate uh, that Harmony was a vampire the second they found out and, like, dealt with it within that episode. I think someone that should just, have said, we should call Cordelia and let that, her know That this. just goes to show how... <laughs> Little of a threat they believe Harmony to be. (laughs) that's true. (laughs) That is true. Because remember, the idea of Harmony having minions made Buffy laugh. Agreed. But even outside of not thinking her to be a threat, it was her best friend. Which Listen, we hate to tell you, but like, Harmony dead and evil now. (laughs) (laughs) And dating Spike. Maybe you should call her and convince her to dump it. I mean, I guess in all fairness none of the Buffy cast has really gone out of their way to talk to really anybody apart from Buffy talking to Angel. And I think like the only reason that Oz knew that they were doing a detective agency at all was probably an Angel update Mm -hmm. to Buffy. And she's like, oh, hey, so yeah, they're like, yeah, Angel has a detective agency Cordelia's working with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. But hey, we got us a mini, a little mini crossover in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I love it. After, uh, which is appropriate since Angel did show up in the last episode of Buffy for a scene. Oh, yeah. For a I've scene or 2 never, and they aired on the same night. Yeah. So I've never, yeah, I've never actually thought about that. I w- That's mostly because I forget that this call happens. Yeah. Well, and they're just, the, the crossover is yeah. just not related <laughs> to each other at all, and One's quite a light-hearted, funny scene, and mm-hmm. one is quite not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then we get to, uh, so then we get to Angel West and Gunn. They found the car, and uh, they're able to save a woman. Uh, they're able to kill kill the vampires that are attacking her. Uh, one thing I did notice, um, and uh, I mean, props to, props to Alexis Denisoff for. Maintaining this, but yeah, he's still hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, you, there are like moments where he is like noticeably clutching his side mm-hmm. and um, like kind of has like an uneasy gait as he walks. Yes, yeah. and I mean, like he does mention later, like, oh, like, uh, get her like while you're there, give me like one of those, like, I got shot cards or something, or I'm sorry you got shot cards, but uh, yeah, like they're they're being very very good about the continuity of that, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, so they uh, they they kill the vampires, uh, and they're able to get one of the robes off of them. But it is a green robe where Cordelia had uh, mentioned that they were blue in the in the vision. And they're like, "Maybe she made a mistake." And Angel, very much uh, over-correcting, <laughs> is like, "Oh well, I mean, you know, I mean, she she had the vision and everything, so she like." I don't think we should like just you know criticize her, and yeah. I think the better and more accurate ar- argument Angel could make that would that one d- is defending Cordy, but also wouldn't come across so desperate. It's just like, would and would tie in with the rest of the episode. Would be like. This is clothes we're talking about. <laughs> Cordy would know. Like, <laughs> like this is the this is an area I think we can trust her judgment on it. Yeah, there is a uh, there's a symbol. It's a uh, it's a um, triangle with a snake in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, huh, what is that? So they go to mm-hmm. research. Um, Angel does like Angel at this point. Angel does mm-hmm. try to talk to Wesley and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm, like, really just kind of sad that uh, she doesn't consider us friends. And, um, and he's like, you know, should I buy her flowers or something like that? And that's when uh, Wesley has his line, oh, yeah, while you're there, can you also pick a I'm sorry you got shot line? Although, all that being said, Wesley getting shot was not Angel's fault. No. Um, so I, I don't think that was, like, a great thing to equate to that. Yeah. But, I mean... I think it the, is very much that anything that happened during this period of estrangement, whether or not it actually is Angel's fault, there's going to be a, a kind of a sense of well, you weren't like you weren't there to stop it, yeah, you weren't there to protect us when we needed it. So mm-hmm. whether or not whether or yeah. not that's fair is right. uh, you know a different discussion. Yeah. But I, I you know, but uh, so. And he says, look, you can't buy Cordelia's love. Um, you can't buy her trust. You can't buy her friendship. All The only thing you can give her is time. And so Angel takes that to heart. Wesley, but not really. <laughs> well, I agree with Wesley in general. In this one instance, this is bad advice. <laughs> so uh, i'll have a lot to say about about angel buying back cordelia's friendship once we get there yeah no um, it's really funny because right after we finished our last episode harrison brought up this that point in this episode so we've had like a decent amount of time to think about it. yeah um so and you know cordelia and harmony like we mentioned before they're in their robes uh, so like i'm guessing they both took showers and like uh and put their hair up in the towels. I mean, I, I, because that doesn't seem like something you do while your hair's dry. Yeah, it's it's very, it, it's very much one of these like, oh, two girls hanging out, having a girls' night. I mean, this is what they do and look like. But then when you really think about like what all that, that being means, said, like, there are oh. lots of showers in this hotel. I mean, argue that there had to be like a shower in every room. That's true. So I mean, the the resources were available. The, the facilities street, were available. They were there. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're just chatting, and um, they got their wine, and... Uh, Let's not forget Cordelia's 19, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, so's Harmony, I would assume. But, oh, I mean, she also did. Forever 19. <laughs> she <laughs> <laughs> she did. Um, Actually, I guess probably more accurate to say Forever 18 since she died at graduation. <laughs> you know, I feel like they probably just rated Angel's Wine stash. <laughs> She's like, Oh, I know where Angel keeps the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, there and there is like a uh, a moment where Harmony's just like, Oh, I'm so hungry. And and Cordy's like, I know the cure for that. Pizza and reaches over to grab a phone um to order pizza, and while she does, her neck gets very close to Harmony, and Harmony does vamp out yeah. for a split second. We can't before we move on from this, we can't skip over the Oh Cordelia, I Wanna Feel ya song. Oh. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, man. Like... So disgusting. Look. Songs written by high schoolers, they're gonna be bad anyway. But a song that talks about getting intimate with a high schooler, that's just not great. Yeah. Like, I mean... Pretty I feel gross. like the, yeah, I feel like the only time it's ever worked is simply for comedic effect and that was um season 1 of Modern Family when the family first meets Dylan. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, he's got that song about Haley and it just devolves into the I want to do you. I want to do you. But the best part is is like every member of the family in the closing credits of that episode is singing that <laughs> song. <laughs> Including Phil yeah including Phil and Claire. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, listen, if you're going to write a song about being intimate with a high schooler, it, if if you are also a high schooler and and the age gap there is, you know, minimal, it's it's dumb and stupid and it's probably bad and it's probably tacky, but it's not a crime. That's it's true. not it's not gross. Yeah, but well it is I mean gross. it's like gross. it is gross. But it's yeah. not like a 40, 40 year old <laughs> writing. Yeah, it. it's not <laughs> illegally gross. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, like it's not a jail gross. Also like Cordelia, I wanna feel ya. Come on, it's man. lazy. That is it's lazy, crazy. that is bad song craft. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's get let's get our friend Skylar in here and be like, yeah. Alright, Skylar, <laughs> what would you write <laughs> as a love song to Cordelia? <laughs> and he'd be like I'm not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> he really would say that like yep no nope. <laughs> yeah. but if he came in and he's like no actually like mathematically and like scientifically uh rhyming cordelia with Felia is objectively a good rhyme and then had like like the research to prove it what would we do i mean we would do what every responsible person would do we would admit that we were wrong then Skylar would leave, and then we'd be like, "God, I fucking hate that guy." <laughs> that's, that's but no, I, I I love Skylar. Yes. Skylar Skylar is uh, the brother that uh, I never had. You but have I, a brother. I know. That's a joke. <laughs> okay. You have a brother. I I have lots of brothers though. Um, one one blood brother, but many found brothers. What? Why'd you look at me like that? I don't know. The wind got loud and the rain got a little loud and scared me. (laughs) The things that scare you, I... (laughs) Not the things that should. No! (laughs) So we go to Cordelia's house. Um, Harmony uh, is walking into Cordelia's room and uh, good old Phantom Dennis is there to save the day uh, by waking up Cordelia. And uh, Harmony's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, uh, What we get next is a scene that is it's a farce yeah it really is (laughs) so basically harmony is trying to tell cordelia that she feels really bad about being being a vampire while still not saying that she's a vampire she tells cordelia she looks delicious luscious i thought she said delicious she said luscious Ah. um and you know cordelia immediately think like puts it together in her head like oh she's into me and uh and like i mean you know props to cordelia for wanting to be there for her friend at when she thinks that her friend is coming out to her yeah she does a great job here Mm -hmm. she does a little bit less of a great job when she calls willow about it yeah she does she does say like oh yeah i'm like I, how could you think that I'm so close-minded and then later's like, oh, I thought she was a lesbo. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, okay. I also love that in Cordy's mind, like, Harmony's in love with me. Of course she is. <laughs> who, like, who isn't? <laughs> there is, it, it is something like very... Part of it, I mean, yes, Harmony is not clearly communicating, and this miscommunication is very easy to have when you're not saying the word vampire. Yeah. Really dancing around it. But the fact that Cordelia just directly goes to, she's in love with me. I do. I think my favorite bit of that exchange is like, um, when Harmony says that she hasn't had any for weeks, and, and... Cornelius like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite though is um because it is the one thing that really should have been the tell for Cordy, which is like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And Harmony's like, well I thought you'd kill me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, and I think that's what spurs her. Why how would you think I'm so close to my <laughs> that I would murder you? But yeah, it's it's all very funny. Um and this gets a nice payback payoff later, but um Harmony is um visibly uncomfortable when uh when uh cordelia tells her that it was the ghost that shut the door <laughs> yeah it's like oh i have a ghost yeah because uh, like with yeah. the door side she's like that wasn't me and she's like i know <laughs> i love how flippant Cordelia's has become about phantom dennis i love him um but uh yeah so uh cordelia calls up willow um, what was her reasoning for calling Willow? Is it just because Harmony... I think it's Harmony... just because of this. Yeah, just because Harmony shows up in a town. And... and she's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? You... Yeah, why didn't you tell me like that she's... Get... And we have another little bit of a farce here. And fortunately, Willow realizes, <laughs> hey, we're not communicating properly. Just so we're clear... This is about Harmony being a vampire, right? And then the last horse crosses the finish line. <laughs> Penny in the air. <laughs> I love the, um, when Cordy's like, I had to shoot her down. And Willow's like, you wounded her? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, this is silly. This is silly and obviously written by a straight person, but really funny. It's really funny. And and I think this is the scene that I. Why I was just so convinced that Jane wrote it. Because it feels. This sort of back and forth feels like Jane Espenson. Um, so, so, yeah. But. Uh, and. But Cordelia's like. When Cordelia first hears that Harmony is a vampire, she says, Oh, wow. <laughs> she's very much relieved. And she's like, Oh, here I was. I watched her really big laugh and uh And then. You don't hear the rest of Willow's side of the conversation because you're like, oh, okay. Well, good, good, for good for you. you. Oh, and no. And then that's when Willow says, well, thanks for the affirmation. With that big eye roll. That, yeah. That thanks for the affirmation and the eye roll from Willow really is just the cherry on top of this. Thing. It's, <laughs> it's really good. I like it. Do you like it? Do you like affirmation? Um, I. I guess <laughs> i have no, i do or does it sound uh condescending well that's the thing it does depend because affirmations can sometimes come across as condescending what i don't like is an affirmation that just kind of comes out of nowhere mm. you know like like if i'm just like minding my business doing something and someone's just like you did a really great job of whatever i'm like well i didn't ask so it feels like i didn't um, but if so I like it, like, so would, if I ever like just randomly tell you that I think you're a very good gay man, would, 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 would you not like that? I mean, here's the thing, I'm also a bit of a narcissist, so like, <laughs> <laughs> so going back, you do like affirmation. I do, I do, I just, I, I, there are good affirmations and then, yeah, and sometimes there are very, very condescending affirmations and, oh, I just realized it's Sunday and it's raining and that means the, the show at the park's not probably had to get canceled oh yeah oh that makes me sad anyway it's just (laughs) my brain's on a weird wavelength this week oh the so the buffy wiki actually refers to the um to the term lesbo as a mild slur. Yeah. So I guess I should probably stop saying it. I, I, I apologize to anybody who's been offended by it. I clearly o- was only using it in the context of Cordelia using it in this episode. Yeah. I mean, as far as slurs go, it's not the worst. It's not, you know, it's 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 not great. It's definitely not one we should be slinging around. Yeah. Um, you know, in the queer community, we do have a tendency to frequently use uh slurs in, like, an ironic, ironically humorous way. Uh, so, yeah. So, Willow says that Cordelia should get to a safe place, uh, but as she's saying that, uh, Harmony's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Just gay stuff. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, while... So, while uh, Angel and Wes are... Doing some research, they do get a call from Willow, because you know Willow's worried yeah. about Cordelia. And God, she's finally calling people. And yeah, I to give them a summary. <laughs> I just imagine a world where she's like, I, I like to. I know that Buffy and Willow are not. No, they're not currently roommates. Buffy moved out, um but I'm imagining in a world where Buffy like walks in and it's like, what was that? She's like, oh, you're not gonna believe it, like. Harmony's at Cordy's place and she just hung up the phone and it got real weird. She's like,
1: Call Angel! (laughs) Angel,
0: (laughs) But she does call Angel and, uh, and Angel and Wes uh, immediately rush to uh, Cordelia's apartment, kick down the door and they're like, get away from her foot. And because, yeah, they're doing, they're doing petties. It's cute. Yes. And, uh, and Wesley is very much telling Cordelia that, like, hey, she's a monster. She's evil. Like, Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I love him. he's, like, he's, like, that's an undead monster who has your friends and memories, blah, 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 like, really just, like, insulting her. And she's, like, then he's, like, no offense. And Harmony's just, like, about what? About <laughs> so. None taken. Here's the thing it is a little interesting to think and it's probably just because, Oh, Hey, she's a vampire. That's in more than one episode, but harmony has compared to other vampires that we've seen show up in on both series. Harmony does seem to retain a lot more of what made her harmony Mm -hmm. than most other vampires do. So, I mean, it's probably just for plot convenience, but I mean, it, it, Let's take a philosophical approach to it. Maybe there's something special about Harmony. I mean, I certainly think there's something special about <laughs> Harmony. And, and you can interpret that however you will. Um, yeah, I, you're absolutely right that it's just like, she's a recurring character, mm-hmm. so therefore she's going to get more, a, a tad more depth than... Um, but I like to think that part of it is that she's just so wholly ineffectual at being evil that, like... <laughs> Uh, she that she it, it's it's not that she's necessarily any better than any vampires like she has any more of a moral compass. She's so absolutely shit at being bad. <laughs> like <laughs> it's very much a despite her best efforts, and that's why we situation. and that's why we love her. that's why we love her. Um, so yeah, so this um, so yeah, so they decide not to like they still want to stake her, but not going to and angel of course is doing his awkward thing of like hey now if cordelia says that we shouldn't uh, shouldn't stake harmony then we should uh you know we should respect our wishes and uh at this point west turns his crossbow on angel very subtly <laughs> but still oh crossbows but yeah they're like we we need you at work and and they're about to leave and like and Harmony can just stay here. It's like, but I don't want to stay with the ghost. <laughs> you are a vampire, my friend. What is a ghost gonna do to you? I mean, I don't know, like Phantom Dennis can move shit around. He could like true. stab her with something wood and she dead. That's true. Actually that's a good point. Like a ghost could pretty easily stake her and she wouldn't have a lot of ways to defend herself. I mean, I wouldn't think that Phantom Dennis would do that because at this point, he's probably seen that, like you know, she had the chance to kill, yeah. to kill Cordy, but she didn't. So at this point, he's probably cool. Yeah, he's very protective of Cordy, but he also seems to trust her judgment. Yeah. Um. So they bring Harmony to the Hyperion, and uh, Wesley is trying to find as many like he's trying to find as close of a match as simple as he could, and he's being very frustrated because. Harmony keeps popping her gum. <laughs> Not chewing. Popping. She had it coming. Yeah. She had it coming. Very... And Wesley comes real close. <laughs> right. No, there's like another... There's a time when he actually does pull a stake uh-huh. out of a desk. Like... <laughs> and they have to like restrain him. Uh, someone put a steak through that woman's pot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Yeah, there, and there is like a point where um, he's about to like go after her, and that's when uh, Angel's like, "Hey, look, Harmony, I've got blood in the fridge for you. you drink that, and everybody can calm down a little bit." And of course, Harmony's like uh, shitting on the blood because it's pig's blood, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, gross! How can you? How can you do this? Like, don't you just miss the like the just the feel of." warm human blood in your mouth and that's when Angel's like I've got some warm human blood in my penis right now and and Gun walks (laughs) and he's like I'm back and Angel's like me too (laughs) (laughs) this is a good moment and it's obviously it's funny but it's also just like I love these little moments where we get to see like you know Angel's vampire instincts and like and how he has to work to keep that sort of stuff tamped down um but that is in him that is part of him um and the fact that we see it brought out by a character like harmony of all people um i think that just speaks to the show's ability to take even very silly characters like harmony and uh and use them to a more um to go to deeper places mm-hmm. um it was cool yep agree um so also um if you want to see like a character, Harmony esque, get a like main character storyline, um, pay attention when you watch Vampire Diaries. Pay attention to Caroline Forbes because okay. she's kind of awesome. All okay. right, um, it Great. doesn't does not start off that way. Actually, like her um her storyline is very similar to both Cordelia and Harmony, okay. so I like it. All right, noted. Um, but uh also she's played by Candace King. Uh and during the show she wasn't married yet, so Candace Akala Um Who's, how do I know her? Name's really familiar. Uh I'm not I'm not sure off the top of my head. Like that's kind of the only thing that I really know her from. Uh but yeah. So Gunn says that uh vampires um have been have been abducting a lot of humans, and but and they're like, well, how did we not know about this? And it's like, oh, because no bodies have been showing up. And that's when they're like, oh, they're turning them. They're somebody's building an army of vampires. Who is building that okay. army of vampires? Well, we have got the worst possible thing you could ever imagine. A pyramid scheme, yes. a vampire pyramid scheme. And honestly, at first I was like, huh how should i call this a pyramid scheme or like did the robes make it a cult and then i'm like well why am i trying to differentiate those two like cults come in all forms all shapes and sizes pyramid scheme is just kind of one of them yes pyramid schemes uh also known as uh multi-level marketing which are mlms which are kind of they're more like um uh they're like um a respectable name like that's (laughs) that's how a pyramid scheme will like b- market itself it's it's multi-level marketing that's how it but it's a pyramid scheme yeah and basically what this um what this guy's explaining is just exponential growth yeah like oh if one vampire turns two humans into vampires then they turn two humans into vampires it's literally just exponential growth mm-hmm. like that that's like that's not even really a pyramid scheme that's that is a yeah. simple mathematical pattern. Yeah, not sure where the profit comes in. But, um... Honestly, I feel like more vampires would mean less food. Right? It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. But no, the idea of this is that um, if somebody's interested in joining this cult, all they have to do is bring in three humans, two to turn into vampires, one to set aside for food. Yeah. I... And um, there are different, like, ranks uh, that you can have. It looks like it goes... Green is the lowest, then yellow, then blue. If I had to guess. Oh, really? Um, it's possible that blue is below green. I would say, I assume blue is the lowest because that's what they give to harmony. Yeah. But I guess he also is very impressed with her, so maybe they just like and skipped. It, the a reason level. that I thought that blue was higher was because um, David's is that his name, Doug, Doug's. Uh, robes seem to be closer in color to blue mm. than anything else i think in the end it was kind of like just a very bright color yeah. um you know because he's the cult leader <laughs> um can we talk about one of the worst mustaches, uh, mustaches ever seen like, that's I, gotta be fake right oh it has. i mean it's gotta be because it's it's over his vampire perspective yeah so oh it just looks terrible yeah it, it, it does look like just you know like a a steel wool oh, attached yeah. to your, attached yeah. under that guy's nose yeah no ron swanson no um i love the idea of this like i mean it, like yeah ultimately it makes no sense and in the long run they're kind of mid-tier villains and like who cares i would love, I love an episode idea. that would be just about this yeah because they don't get a lot of time to develop yeah but the idea of this because it fits so well with an angel because everyone who's playing the drinking game get ready i'm about to say it the banality of evil (laughs) Um, but yeah in a world where our big villains are is 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 a law firm you know this this ties right in with it's like it's just like, yes, they're vampires, but that's not what makes them mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's this multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, and I think that if we had had an episode that was just devoted to this, it would have been, one, it would have provided uh, for a lot more laughs than this does get. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason it doesn't get more laughs is just because, you know, it's it doesn't have any time to grow. You get this yeah. one scene... And then, like, the team finds them. Yeah. So, it's it's something that I actually wanted more of. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, in exchange for that, we got more time with Harmony. Yeah. So, I can't complain too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they could have done better with this. Also, um, the book is called Selective Slaughter, Turning a Bloodbath into a Blood Bank. so stupid. I love it. Yes. Um, Yes. and you get a free copy when you just come into the meeting. Yeah, and it's got that horrible, like, um, like early aughts, uh, like self-help book cover. Oh yeah. <sighs> um. So, at the Hyperion, uh, Cordelia is actually the one who finds out that the symbol is similar to a pyramid scheme that was started by a motivational speaker, which and. And as Cordy says, oh, life coach, yeah. <laughs> Doug Sanders." So he became a vampire. And speaking of maintaining your traits as a vampire, <laughs> you're just con- he just continues this scheme, but just reskins it for a vampire, yeah. <laughs> for a vampire turning business. And uh, they're able to pull up a picture of him, and uh, they're like, "Oh, that's great!" And then uh, on the computer. And, of course, Harmony's like, ooh, I want to see, and spills her blood on the keyboard. Which explodes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, those computers were a lot more fragile than what we have now. Oh, yeah. No, I am. I totally believe that pouring a bunch of blood on the keyboard is going to fuck it up. The sparks and the smoke are very over the top. I don't know. Should we uh, experiment? With we the... should not. <laughs> we, sh- we absolutely should not. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. So, this is when, uh, Wesley's just, like, get out. <laughs> Leave! <laughs> um, and, uh, Cordelia says, oh, I do know somebody, uh, that we can talk to about all this. And, of course, we go to Caritas! Yay! And, uh, oh, boy. Har- so, Harmony does, uh, sing a song. Yeah, the way we were. The way we were. And, um... Uh, I can't tell if this is just how Mercedes McNabb sings or if she's very good at acting that she sings badly. Uh, This is the sort of thing that would be very useful to have John here for. He is very, very good at being able to tell um, when a good singer is trying to sound like a bad singer versus when someone's just an actually bad singer. Yeah. That makes sense because I feel like there'd be tells if you've been Mm -hmm. vocally trained. Yeah. He's explained it to me before and I've like gotten a little better at it, but he can like spot it in an instant. Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, that's a singer. Um, and uh, because a lot of the times it's when it's really over the top, like bad singing is really over the top. That's a, I know that's a big tell. Um, Because Bad Singers in real life are not exclusively, but typically not, like, squawking and screeching. It's just more that they're very flat or very sharp. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mostly you get people who, at karaoke, which, Lorne, should be a judgment-free zone. It's Uh, just between him and Cordy. (laughs) I know, but still, like, (laughs) there's probably, like, people at all the tables just being like, Oh, God, can you believe this bitch? (laughs) But... Um, she, uh, yeah, she, I feel like people who do karaoke that don't normally sing typically are more kind of like inward and they don't sing out Yeah. because you know, they're nervous. They don't sing. So that could like one that could like really just, even if they had the opportunity to be like, even if they were decent singers and just didn't know it, they would kind of be like hunching it all there and not harmony. Not Harmony. No. She has the utmost confidence yep. that she has done nothing to earn. <laughs> I mean, you could say that about pretty much anything that she's ever done. Uh, yes, I did. yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't talking about this one. Instance. <laughs> I, am, I mean, that is that is a character trait of hers, my friend. But, yeah, and uh, and I love that for her. Yeah, and Lauren actually says well, when Cordelia is like, "So, what do you think?" And he says, "I think she should reconsider the name Harmony." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, I, I love later when he calls her cacophony, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's pretty. What does it mean?" Yeah, in the end, um, Harmony just really doesn't. Uh, like he, she's like, "Oh, so what? What's the verdict?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I mean, you guess your destiny doesn't lie with me. Your destiny lies with old brown eyes here," and uh, so. But he does recommend the uh, the A B negative a positive um he he recommends blood uh mostly because of the plasmids um and uh so he uh or plasma pardon me and uh so um she so the guys show up at the bar they're like okay we know like we think we like we're just gonna like kind of cruise around because one thing that Cordelia did see in her vision was a red bird. Mm-hmm. And so they want to find, like, something that could trigger that memory. Yeah. And so... They've, they, they've narrowed down based on where people have disappeared from. Yeah. Because uh, that's something I don't think we've mentioned, is they've had a lot a lot of people who've disappeared, but no bodies have been found. Uh, I, I think I did say that um, oh, when I was first talking about it. Then I zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and so Harmony's like, oh, well, what? Well, what should I do? Like, well, you just... Like, are, are you okay staying here? And like, well, I mean, I got free blood, potato skins. That's uh, great. Yeah. And uh, then we get this wonderful shot of the team walking down the street. And you uh, go from, like, Wesley to Gunn to Angel to Cordy to Harmony. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> back, back to Cordy for a reaction shot. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm going to stay with you because my destiny lies with you. <laughs> and so then we get them in angel's car and oh boy she is uh well first she's just kind of annoying cordelia because who's trying like hey i'm you know i'm trying to concentrate and then she like looks at gun and says so how long have you been fighting evil i'm very new at it <laughs> but i think i'm gonna be really good <laughs> oh sweetheart yeah and gun at this time just like why haven't we killed her yet?" right Honey, you're not gonna be good at it. You couldn't get through one mission without betraying everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they do stop at a uh, place that looks like it, the bird from Cordy's vision, except that it didn't make sense because it doesn't. Um... It's not red. Yeah, it's not red, and so they keep looking at him while they're like talking about it and also talking about harmony. Um, Angel discovers that. The pharmacy next door has a light has a red light, which makes that bird red. So good thinking, Angel. Yeah, Angel, way to go way to pull your way. Use that noggin. Yeah. Um. So they are like, okay, how are we gonna do this? We need to like get some. We need to get some intel. And uh, Angel says like, hey, I'll go. I'll go in, and I'll uh, I'll say that I'm interested in joining. And they're like, that won't work because. You know, lots of people know who you are, and they could smell your soul from a mile mm-hmm. away. Um, now, I did jump ahead a little bit on this because um, while Gunn and Wes were away, Angel and tell and they tell like Harmony to guard the car. Um, Angel is talking to Cordelia, and he says like, "Look, I didn't want to say anything. I was hoping this would work itself out, but like, we shouldn't." Be nice to Harmony. We should kill her. And you know, Cordelia is not in the space right now to hear that. No. Uh, she she doesn't like hearing that from Wesley much, and even yeah. worse from Angel. Yeah. Um, and he and says she rightly points out that he is being a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Angel points out that she that uh, Harmony doesn't have a soul, and she's like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, where was your soul when you were? Uh, when you were like betraying every every one of your friends like and that's when she kind of like gets pretty serious with him because at this point she's like brought up things that like have that he did like um especially like how he's how he gave away her clothes and uh, she was really mad about that yeah. and said to the needy he's like I'm needy <laughs> but uh, you didn't just hurt me yeah you gave away my clothes <laughs> yeah and she said um and she said that she was so worried that he would turn into Angelus. She was just like dreading that mm-hmm. um, he would make a bad decision and sleep with Darla. And, <laughs> and Angel's like, "Look, well, you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Me, never." But that's when they come up with this idea, and but Angel can't do it. It's like, oh, and they'll smell your soul a mile away. And they're like, oh well, Harmony doesn't have a soul, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So you just go in and tell us how many there are, yeah. and where the humans are. There is we'll, a. We'll meet you in the back. There's a great uh, when they talk about them being able to sense his soul. I do. I did notice when I was watching because the show is very inconsistent about vampires slash other entities being able to smell slash sense the angel's soul. Um, but uh, Wesley specifically says. <laughs> Some people, can, like <laughs> some vampires can sense your soul. So I was like, ah, very nice, very nice. You know, Wait it cover your ass in the show. but I mean, it makes sense. Some, you know, we all have, we're all good at some things and better and not as good at other things. So why shouldn't vampires be the same? So Harmony does uh go in and uh, she gets the book. She sits down and watches the presentation she sees a uh, a man graduating from green to yellow and i don't know what the exact terms were but it was all some bullshit anyway some bullshit. <laughs> there's a lot of talk about like self-actualizing yeah and... but he does get uh he does get a tr- he does get like access to a uh, to one of the people in the blood bank as they've so called it and yeah it's all about becoming the best version of you that you can be which is literally the line that every single self-help motivational speaker mm-hmm. will say to you. Yep. Um, right, let's, let's be clear. We've come down hard on self-help, blah, blah, and like motivational. Um, and there are a lot of legitimately very good, pe- like motivational speakers and life coaches and self-help and all that. Yeah. However, this there's a it's... ton of manipulators and bullshit you yeah. have to wade through. So just yes. be careful if you're if you're looking for that. Yeah, no, like, working on yourself is admirable, and, like, I mean, we applaud that. Yeah, but there are a lot of people who will exploit yes. that. hmm Like Jordan Chase. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my my favorite underappreciated villain it, from Dexter. It's a good... It, it, he's... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah, so... They're waiting outside and Harmony does uh, that at first they're worried because like, oh, she's taking too long. And but then Harmony comes out and she's like, hey, the, there's like about a hundred vampires in there, and like there's a cage with like 10, 15 uh, people in there that they're using for food. Like, and and Cordie is so fresh, like, Harmony, you did it! And so they uh, they all head in and of course, harmony has betrayed them. Yeah, which angel kind of called. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no surprises. Yeah. Um, and and I, I do like the one thing I really do like about this is, uh, you know this guy like just is pontificating like, oh, so you brought us three, two to turn, one to eat, and the infamous angel yes, you just got upgraded to blue level. And she's like, oh my God, thank you, Tug. It was yeah. like just like you told me. Harmony, you've known this man for less than 15 minutes. How, I, mean, I don't even have to ask. I know how dense she is. <laughs> uh, she's a level seven susceptible. <laughs> um, yeah, and she said, she does thank Cordelia because, oh, you guided me to my destiny. And, uh... I love that at this point, like, oh, you guys can all put your weapons down now. And Angel just, or they say like, Angel, you wouldn't want all your friends to die, would you? And he's like, no, I wouldn't. But he immediately looks to Wes and is like, Wes is like, kill them all! (laughs) Yes. And what follows is... uh, I don't... It's It's it's, sloppy. It's really really sloppy. Obviously, I like the moment... And we'll talk about it between Harmony and Cordy, but... I love that Cordy immediately goes for Harmony. Yeah. You don't see her fighting any other vampires. She just yeah. lunges straight at Harmony. Oh, yeah. It's just that... I don't know. we got so many vampires, and it should... Like, this should be a really fucking badass moment where the four of them take out, like, a hundred vamps at once. And most of them just run yeah. out. Gun and, makes... I think... Well... Gun does make the first kill. Yeah. Um. Even though they're able to like wrestle most of their weapons away, Gun does make the he does dust the first vamp, and I think that's when a lot of these vampires who see the like oh shit we could die are just like oh I'm out of here. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just it feels lazy to just just get a bunch of them out so that there's fewer of them to fight, and also the fight itself is the choreography is very sloppy. It's yeah. very underwhelming. Most of the kills happen off screen. Like we hear the dusting sound. So that makes me feel like there were some budget issues there. Possibly. Um, but yeah, just overall, I was just like, they to spend like, eh. too much on that killer mustache. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <The> Mustache budget. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, to summarize it up, uh, West does get knocked down. Um, Angel helps him up and says like, oh, you should go like free the, free the people in the cage. And um, Gun Dust, the vamp that has the key, Wes lets all the people out, and of course Doug, good old Doug, he goes right after Angel, and this is honestly a guy that Angel could should like take out immediately. But uh, Doug does grab a an axe, and uh, of course grabs the instrument of his own destruction, as so many people do when they go up against Angel. Indeed, yeah, and Angel is able to uh, you know just you know decapitate him.
1: As soon Yay. as Angel got
0: a hold of the axe, you knew that was going to happen. It just took a lot longer than it should have. Can I describe the sexiest thing I've ever seen? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, so, I... so, Cordy's on the ground. She's been, like, punted across the room by Harmony. Um, that is the thing that's always funny to remember is that Harmony does have super strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just... um, but she uh, pulls out her crossbow and she's like, Got it pointed at Harmony's neck. And Harmony's like, you idiot, that won't kill me. You've got it pointed at my neck. And Cordy's like, no, but it'll hurt like hell. And then she reveals the second crossbow, which she points at Harmony's heart and says, this is the one that's going to kill you. Yeah, that is pretty hot. Hot! That is pretty hot. Uh, also, just Cordy's outfit and her hair were really on point in this scene. Like the like white and black jacket. Uh, and her hair is looking really good. I've not really loved this shorter cut with the blonde highlights but in this episode I, I actually really did I thought it like it suited her very well you said Cordelia's hair yes well it's funny cause um Harmony does make the comment that Cordy got her hair cut but you know that some of that styling was to cover up the fact that part of oh, her yeah. hair got got like got like taken off when yeah. she got implanted with that fucking eye I, yeah I forgot about that I mean hey it's working for her yeah, and uh, but Cordelia, with a chance to kill Harmony, pulls a Buffy and decides to just let him go, and just like leave, and not only leave here, like get out of my town. She's like, "Okay, I'm going. I, I did leave some stuff at your place. So like, get out. Okay, I'm <laughs> okay, gone. I'm gone. Bye, bye." And uh, yeah, so then we are back at the hotel. Yeah. Well, we do get a moment first when Angel comes up to Cordy and starts to say something. And she's just like, I don't want to fucking hear from mm-hmm. you. Like, not interested in what you have to say to me. Uh, yes, yeah. The back, yeah, we're back at the hotel. And uh Wesley's like, oh, I know that, like, things have been rough between you and Cordelia. And um, what well, you need to understand. And Angel says, like, no, I, I do understand. Like, she has she has like her issues with me and I need to respect that and, you know, give her space and time. And you know, Wes is proud Uh, because he's like, Oh, I'm see. I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad. And I know that like given enough time Cordelia will, and then you hear a scream <laughs> and Cordelia comes in and you can make out what she's saying, but it's a little hard because she's just screaming like, Oh my God, look at my clothes. You've got such good taste. You have a gay man's taste. <laughs> And and yeah, like uh, and she starts jumping around. Angel starts jumping around, and and uh, Wesley just has this look of utter disappointment on yeah. his face. But um, Cordelia has seemed to have just flat out forgiven Angel. Yes. All right. You want to talk about this? I do. I do. Um, because I first, first of all, this is very funny. It like it, it is just legitimately funny. But I for a long time, like ever since I watched it, I've always been like. Yes, this is funny, but it felt like a really cheap, like, cop-out. It felt a little insulting to Cordelia that it was just like, oh, all you had to do was just buy her some clothes and she's going to get over it. Um, And I, yeah, and I was, it, it's bothered me for a long time until recently. And I've been thinking about it and... In looking at this moment at a bit of a deeper place from Cordelia's perspective, um, clothes matter to her. They yeah. do. Like that's that is a fact, and I I do think that um, when we when we kind of dismiss that as like a character flaw, that's pre- that's not okay because it's it's pretty sexist. It's that kind of idea that that like a strong female character has to reject any form of femininity and that's not true yeah and like and so often people who have an affinity for tangible things one of the first things that like people say is like oh you're materialistic mm-hmm. which has been true of cordelia yeah but we have also see her grow, grow a lot and her love of clothing can remain even as she uh Uh, grows out of her vein in materialistic ways. I also think it's really important that we remember that Cordelia lost everything. Um, We saw how hard she had to work just to get a prom dress. So the fact that she has a really nice wardrobe that she seems to have, that she seems quite to quite like, um, should tell us that she's worked very hard since coming to LA to To create a a wardrobe for herself and to have that just, like, given away so flippantly after a pretty serious betrayal by the person who betrayed her. her. I mean, yes, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not very important, but it it matters to her. Yeah, and I can see, like, having the initial reaction that you did because it is kind of played for a laugh. Yeah. Um, But no, like, I... I think um and like the right gift coming from somebody can mean so much uh share something that um i've alluded to on the podcast before but haven't actually given any details i'm not going to give the full details of it but uh last uh no last november uh my house was broken into and um some things were stolen one of the things were a uh birthday present that i had bought for myself and it had for just a couple of weeks uh, and that was a playstation 5 i was able to get a hold of one and i i don't know how hard it is to get one right now but it's still 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 <laughs> extremely hard yeah um so i had time to like i was really busy at the time with a show so i had time to play maybe one game um the astra's playroom the game that pa- came packed in with it that you can beat in like a couple of hours <laughs> but it was fun and it like it's a really cool way to introduce you to like the crazy new controller that they have um but yeah like it i hated the fact that um that was stolen that was probably the thing that i hated the most being stolen because you know it's like those things are hard to find yeah and i and had, expensive. yes And I had, like, almost zero time with it. And also, it was, like, even though it was from me, it was a birthday present for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, other stuff had happened at that time. I lost a really good friend of ours, um, like, literally a couple of days after I bought that. Um, So, honestly, that PlayStation 5, playing that game, helped me at least get my mind off of that for a little bit. So it was a nice little coping thing. But yeah, and now it's gone. Um, and uh, you know, I wasn't thinking that uh, I would get like another PlayStation for a while, just one because it's still hard to get. And also, I didn't really have the money to drop mm. all to drop on a second PlayStation. Right. Um, and then uh, at a trivia, like um, I go to a, a trivia a team trivia game every week. And uh, people there are like pretty much like a second family to me as if I have a, I have very, I have a lot of found family, <laughs> despite the fact that I actually have like a, a very good like blood family as well. But You're I, blessed with family. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate, but, uh, yeah. And then, um, one of my friends, like, uh, we were all sitting there when, when, like, uh, one of my friends, uh, comes in, he hands me this bag and, And they're like, oh, like, Merry Christmas. And I'm like, what? And I opened it up, and it was a PlayStation 5. And there was this card in there that was literally signed by everybody. Like, not just the people that were at the table, but also, like, you know, everybody who's, like, come to trivia in the past that, like, tried to get a hold of. And apparently, like, without even knowing it, like, completely without, like, telling me, they all, like, just tossed in like twenty, thirty dollars mm-hmm. and they were able to get me this and I like was legit brought to tears in yeah in uh in my in that booth. Like it was one of the most emotional times one of the most emotional moments of my life. It's just and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh Playstation five, I mean pretty like uh, uh fancy taste and all of that. But I mean, yeah, the reason that it, that I was so emotional about it wasn't that it was a PlayStation 5 and it was expensive or anything. Mm-hmm. I got emotional about it because it represented something that had been taken from me. And as much as I hated the PlayStation being taken from me, the thing that like really got taken away from me was, you know, sense of security yeah. and a feeling of normalcy, a feeling of safety in my own house and... I had been like installing security systems and reinforcing locks and everything. But I mean, you know, it'd still go downstairs and still see that like that was gone. Um, And so it was just kind of like this reminder that, Oh, Hey, that was gone. That was stolen. So it kind of like represented a little bit of that really short, but happy time that I had with that system coming back into my life. And it was like, it was something that I didn't think I'd, I'd see, Again, like in the form of PlayStation five for probably years. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I can, I don't think it's materialistic to say that gift giving is, has a huge effect, even mm-hmm. if it is like an expensive gift or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously they're like personal gifts, like, you know, everything from poems, songs, not Cordelia. I feel like, <laughs> no. um, and like pictures and, uh, and even, like, you know, engagement rings and stuff can be seen as, like, oh, those are really sentimental gifts. And, yeah, clothes and video game systems may seem, like, just materialistic. But there is a lot of sentimentality attached to those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, two it's, like, it's, I think it's easy to go, like, oh, great, he just bought back her friendship. But it's also atonement. Because he did give away her clothes. Yeah. Just, just from a numbers standpoint, like, he took them away from him, her so he needs to be the one to replace them yeah like, and i also yeah i can i also think that possibly angel did that not expecting it to be the thing that mm-hmm. like oh this is forgiveness it, i feel like when he did it he was just doing it because like hey i owe you these yeah and um the fact that like oh that's what that's like the thing that she needed um to like get back on good terms with him was just kind of like really a unexpected bonus yeah yeah because it's his responsibility to right the wrongs yeah and it's up to her for when she feels that the wrong has been righted and it's clear it was very clear by the end of this episode she feels that wrong has been righted and they're in a good place again and i'm happy yeah yeah it it does it does feel like a little convenient to the overall like overall like resolution of this storyline that's been going on for most of the season no. but i mean i'm at this point i'm just like i'm ready for the team to be all all back together i i'm right there with and right this is, and this is not the worst way to do that i agree and especially as we're getting you know we are in the end game of the season you know we're we're this was episode what was it 17 17 yeah. 17 so we've got we've got uh 5 episodes left of mm-hmm. the season so um you know, yeah, it's it's time for the team to be a team again. Yep. So. All right. That's disharmony. Yeah, we uh, don't really have too much else to say about it. Uh, I'm going to give this episode... Three and a half out mm-hmm. of five. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. But um, the villain's, like, weak. The fight scenes are weak. And, um... And yeah, like, uh, and most of the stuff works, like most of the funny stuff works, but some of it's a little, little straining, um, like, yeah, a little cringe. Uh, but yeah, it's wonderful to see Mercedes McNabb in there. Um, and, uh, who knows, maybe we'll see her in another episode of Angel. I always, you know, I always want to see her more. Oh yeah. Uh, I agree. It's a three and a half for me, uh, three and a half, uh, big red birds, out of five. Three and a half red leather pants probably yeah. stolen from Buffy. <laughs> um oh my god though. Like legitimately they could be because Spike was stealing her clothes. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would, I wouldn't think that, like well, I mean He I, made Harmony he wear it. He did make Harmony the, dress up as Buffy. Holy shit, they probably are Buffy's pants! <laughs> Canon accepted. Okay. It would be so funny. Um and I, I, like, I love the idea that she's like, you know, it's fucked up that he made me wear these when he had, like, feelings for her. But damn. All right. Look, good. I'm keeping it <laughs> um Yeah, it's three and a half. I agree. The, like, I would have liked to have seen more of these villains uh, maybe in an episode that could actually, like, develop them. Uh, and yeah, that fight's kind of sloppy, sloppy babies. Yeah. Um, but Harmony is so much fun. Yeah. It's just she's fun. A, Overall, just a fun episode. A fun episode. And she fits really well with... with the, with Angel Investigations, like, like she played, like, I loved her interactions with every single member of the team, Um. even the very brief interactions with Gunn. Yeah, <laughs> so so good. And um, outside of Cordy's and Angel's reconciliation, it's largely an inconsequential episode. But yeah, it's fun enough, and you know and that's we needed what we need it. Right yeah, now. we, we what really we need. needed it. Um, so yeah, three and a half out of out of five for um. For me, i uh, always love getting uh, even slight crossovers, so that was fun to see Willow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know what you should do? You should take us out. I should. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Buffy, Season 5, Episode 18, Intervention. Nice. That's 18. <laughs> I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at j 357 and on the Twitter, still, surprisingly, at uh, YamiJ. <laughs> and I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booz and Buffy. Or feel free to email us at uh, BoozandBuffy at gmail.com. Make sure that you spell out the "and" in all of those cases. And don't forget to subscribe to us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And um, as as with uh, last week, we don't really have a we don't really have a um, a nonprofit at the ready, but um, also similar to last week when we gave the shout out to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously right now women's health and bodily autonomy are have pretty much just become playthings for the government and for conservative assholes. So women's bodies are in danger. Um, Harrison, I believe you said you were going to, uh, provide a bunch of links. Yeah. To abortion info. funds. Yeah. And stuff. For, to abortion funds. And, um, also like maybe, uh, just some links to just some information. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, We're, I can't guarantee that things are going to be better soon, but I can guarantee that um, we here at Booze and Buffy, we stand for women Mm -hmm. and uh, for the rights to their own goddamn bodies. Yeah, agreed. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, not just women, but, you know, trans people and non-binary people who also... You know, it's very much the, the anybody who has a uterus yeah. as I believe um one of the speakers at the rally said yeah. so yes it's, anybody who has a uterus it's very much a war on women um, that is the intent of it um, but the fact that it harms not just women it's just the cherry on top for conservatives yep. you know um, so and you know but that's the thing when they come for one of us they come for all of us and we're not gonna we're not gonna just roll over yep. As always, go slay. And fuck the GOP. Mm